0: Hello everyone and welcome to AC23, your weekly jaunt into the arts and culture scenes of the Capital Region. My name is Chancellor Zero Skidmore. My producer is Jeremy Porcine. You can stream this episode and previous episodes at the Arts Council's website, www.artsbr.org. You can even go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe to it, give it five stars and listen to it whenever and however you like. My arts calendar highlights are as thus. Delfeo Marcellus and his Uptown Jazz Orchestra are performing on May 13th, 7.30 p.m. at the Shaw Center for the Arts. Mr. Marcellus is one of the top trombonists, composers, and producers in jazz today. Big band jazz is a rare treat anywhere, so don't miss it. This performance will be preceded by the Alvin Batiste Hall of Distinction Award Ceremony. Get your tickets at Manshiptheater.org. Dr. Charles Brooks will be at the Corum Hall on May 28th, 7.30 p.m., Dr. Brooks is an astonishingly gifted vibraphonist. He and his band will be performing his groove-heavy style of jazz fusion from his previous albums and his new release entitled Soul Survivor. You can check out Dr. Charles Brooks at Coram Hall, again, on May 28th, 7.30 p.m., and tickets are at artsbr.org. Both those shows will be outdoors and socially distanced. The exhibit entitled Evicted is still on display at the Firehouse Gallery in Baton Rouge. Its overall theme is poverty in America. It's a collection of photography, graphic art, film clips, and interactive displays that respond to the extremely common practice of low-income renter eviction. It's breathtakingly unique and urgently informative. The exhibit is up until May 28th at the Firehouse Gallery that's located at 427 Laurel Street. Admission is free, but you do have to register online so that the number of indoor patrons can be moderated. Register at artsbr.org. All right. Theater Baton Rouge is putting on a production of Noel Coward's Blythe Spirit from April 23rd to May 2nd. This comedy hit is a story of a remarried novelist being haunted by the ghost of his clever and insistent ex-wife. Theater Baton Rouge has some other shows coming up and a sold-out gala to celebrate their 75th anniversary here to tell us all about that is the director of Blythe Spirit, Clay Donaldson. Welcome to AC23.
1: Thank you, Zero. So happy to be here.
0: So I know uh, uh, you, you, you're really busy probably just wrapping up rehearsals, right? Getting ready uh, for your premiere. Um, what's that rehearsal process been like in this in this pandemic? What do rehearsals look like uh, uh, in a theater with this virus going around?
1: So rehearsals have definitely evolved a little bit. Um, this is my third uh, pandemic era show at Theater Baton Rouge. Um, so we've, we've made some adjustments. It's still, it's still very much a rehearsal process like it would be normally, um, but there are temperature checks and we're rehearsing in masks and uh, we make sure that we are just very, very careful in our personal lives so that we can ensure the safety of everyone on stage because we are producing these shows, um, are performing these shows without masks. Um, so it's, you know, it's important to ensure everyone's safety, but doing theater behind a mask is not really fun, especially when you're running all around the stage and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting and it's an adjustment, but I think that we're all just so hungry for art that we'll make any, <laughs> any uh, adjustments necessary to be able to do it safely.
0: Well, that's got to be hard as a director, right? Because your actors may be emoting uh, really consistently behind that mask, but you can't tell.
1: Absolutely. So we just uh, took off our masks, uh, or the actors just took off their masks earlier this week. And I, uh, I just find myself cackling at some of the things that they were doing that I'd never seen before. (laughs) There'd be times where we'd be working a scene and I would, you know, I would give a note and they were like, I'm doing that. And I'm like, Oh yeah, you are. I just can't see your mouth, (laughs) but you don't, you don't think about how much you miss when you can't see someone's full face until you see it. And then you're like, Oh, this is hilarious. Like, you know, and, and it just steps it up so much more. So I love the fact that we're able to safely perform these shows without a mask because I feel like, um, you know, you just miss out on some of the experience when you have to be behind a mask.
0: I hear that. I hear that. So let's let's talk about you, Clay, a little bit. Now, you attended the American Musical and Dramatic Academy in New York. Did you grow up a theater kid, or is that something you got into later?
1: I, I did not. I was a really shy kid. Um, I read a lot of books. Um, and we lived on family land, so we didn't have a lot of kids around. We just kind of hung out with our family, as sad as that <laughs> sounds. Uh, so I actually didn't discover theater until um, high school. I was a freshman in high school, and I uh, found an audition notice for Greece at Essential uh, Community Theater in Gonzales, uh, crumpled up in the trash, and I looked at it, and I was like, oh, I love, you know, I like that movie. Um, and I was, I was just kind of looking for something to do, so I went to the audition, I sang the acapella movie version of Beauty School Dropout, which you know it makes me cringe now that I actually do theater. But you know, I didn't know, um, and I was cast, and it, I kind of, uh, I think, I think the bug kind of bit me instantly. Um, and theater really helped me come out of my shell, and um, and I think that was, you know, I think the universe sometimes throws us, uh, throws us bones. And I think that that audition notice in the trash was really the universe trying to push me in the right direction, and I have just been enamored by it ever since. Um, you know, I would have never thought I would have moved to New York and um, gone to a you know a conservatory and sang in front of people and danced and acted and auditioned for shows. You know, that was just never me growing up. Um, so it was it was really it was really a happy accident. I really think it shaped who I am in a major major way. Uh, becoming involved in the arts.
0: Wow. That's such a great story. Um, and so you've done a fair amount of performing uh, uh, as well as directing. Have you ever acted in this particular play, Blythe Spirit?
1: I've never been in this play. Um, I would love to play Charles at some point in my life. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I love comedy. One, one, of my, one of my main goals in life in any situation is just to be a clown and make people laugh Uh, I found, you know, kind of very early on in life, even before I discovered theater, that I loved making people laugh. And I think I was kind of, you know, subconsciously performing without realizing I was. But uh, it just brings me a lot of joy to uh, to to make people laugh, make people happy. Um, And this is just, you know, by spirit is just classic comedy. It's it's everything you want in a script. It's everything you want in characters. And Noel Coward just wrote it so brilliantly that you know it's like what's not to love. Um, I would love to play this maybe like when I'm in my 40s, which isn't actually that far away. But um, I would love to be more of like a middle-aged Charles. I think that'd be a really interesting uh, experience.
0: So this this play deals with death, but it's not a dark it's not a dark show. I mean, it's PG 13, um, and uh, it's open to to young people of that age. And I I think that. Uh, it is, it is just that. It is a comedy dealing with these ghosts who aren't tormenting anyone in a, in a dark way, correct?
1: Absolutely. I mean, the play is definitely very lighthearted. Um, you know, some of the subject matter, um, you know, the supernatural and the occult and death and, you know, the afterlife and all those things are heavier topics, but he wrote it in such a lighthearted, fun way that um, you don't even think about the fact that, you know, there's a the ghost of his ex-wife trying to, you know, murder him so that she can be with him forever in the spiritual realm. And, you know, you just, it it, it doesn't, it doesn't come off like that. Um, And um, yeah, I mean, the whole time you're laughing, but I do think it is fun because it does sort of make you think, well, okay, what, what is, you know, what is, what does happen uh, after death? like, is there life after death? Is there, is there some kind of future for me in the afterlife? Is there, you know, such thing as a purgatory almost? Is there a, in the, in the play, there's a seven year waiting list. Uh, so you can stand in long lines, get on the waiting list for a return visit. If you feel you have some unfinished business. And, uh, it just kind of reminds me like, you know, standing at the DMV or something. And I'm like, well, I think that might actually be interesting. If I died, would I want to come back? And, Try to you know connect with someone that maybe I felt I had some unfinished business with, and I think that Noel Coward, the playwright, really did that in a clever way um, with this uh, you know ex-wife coming back to torment uh, her ex-husband's or her 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 husband's uh, new wife, and to try to figure out ways to you know rekindle their marriage after seven years.
0: It almost sounds like uh, Beetlejuice took a page from Blythe Spirit. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean. <laughs> I think that uh I think that a lot of um I think that there are a lot of references uh of this play throughout um you know different uh art media um there are plays that have referenced this there are newer plays that have referenced uh Bly spirit in almost a parody way mm-hmm. um, and they've done numerous uh movie adaptations of it so I think it's just that it's just that kind of timeless story that um is never going to not be fun
0: Well, um, you told me that you've taken some precautions with the cast as far as wearing masks during rehearsals. Uh, What what precautions uh, uh, is Theater Baton Rouge taking for the patrons who are coming to see the show?
1: No joke. Theater Baton Rouge has really done an impeccable job with their COVID precautions since we started doing shows again. Um, I remember very early on the first show that we did um, post-COVID or post-COVID starting um, you know, they were doing temperature checks at the door. Everyone, um, was very, very distanced. There were, you know, there are arrows and, and feet marks on the carpet, you know, for traffic patterns. Mm-hmm. Um, you get, you know, a, a squirt of sanitizer before you walk into the bathroom, you get a squirt of sanitizer after, um, all of the audience, all of the seats in the audience are every other row is blocked off. Um, the closest anyone is sitting to the stage is the third row back. So we're protecting uh, all of the patrons who are wearing a mask or so protecting them from any of the um, saliva or anything that would, you know, possibly enter the air from the actors. Um, and then we've also wrapped. Um, so you'll have two seats open or, you know, two to four seats open and then the next two will be wrapped so no one can sit in them. So the, uh, the audience is very, very distant. Mm. And we also release everyone row by row. So you never have a mass of people. We're always controlling the traffic patterns and making sure everyone is staying very safe. And honestly, I have felt safer at Theater Baton Rouge than I felt, you know, going to the grocery store or something like that. It's just they've done a really, really good job of working out those logistics. And it's, uh, you know, it's it's nice to not have to have that stress on you whenever you are just trying to escape for a night and, and just enjoy a show.
0: Yeah, in that grocery store though, that six foot distance has just been shrinking uh the last couple of months. It's, uh, oh, it's, absolutely. it's about it's at about one foot go. right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, somebody some somebody will come up like right behind me, reach past me for for like a block of cheese and I'm like, Can you just give me a second? I'm about to walk away. <laughs> um, but but I mean, yeah, in a in a world where, you know, those those distances are shrinking, um, I think it's really nice when an organization can can stick to their guns and really, you know, put people's safety as a top priority. It makes me feel better as a patron of a business. And it also makes me feel very confident to, you know, um, volunteer at the theater and to work on these shows where we are working very closely to put something together.
0: Awesome. So tell us a little bit about the uh, the main uh, actors uh, starring in this show.
1: Uh, So our... uh, Main character of the show, well, one of the main characters, Charles Condamine, he's the, the English novelist you were talking about. He's played by Brandon Guillory, mm-hmm. who has also performed and directed uh, in several shows at Theater Baton Rouge. Uh, he's absolutely hilarious. He's uh, one of my actually really good friends. And um, I just, I, I always see him as a walking cartoon. <laughs> um, <laughs> he just is one of those people who's so animated and so vibrant. Um, and you can just watch him go about his normal business, and it's, it's entertaining. Um, and awesome. his current wife, uh, Ruth, is played by Lily McGill, who we have a lot of uh, a lot of TBR greats in the show. Lily McGill has uh, directed a lot of really fantastic productions, and she's also starred in uh, quite a few of them. And those two together are just pure comedy. Um, Elvira is played by Victoria Clement, who uh, did theater years and years ago when she was in college and then she moved away for a few years. But she's back. She is uh wildly, wildly talented. We're so glad to have her here. Um, and her Elvira is very, um, mischievous, very kind of sly and coy. Um, and you just know from the second she walks on stage that she's up to no good. Um, and it's so much fun to just watch these characters on stage and their characterization is so specific that you just know that you are watching three completely different people. Um, you know, existing in the same space. And that's always so fascinating to me. I always, I always tend to watch the people. Like if I'm watching a musical, it's very rare that I'm watching the person sing in the solo front and center. I'm always watching like ensemble member number 12 (laughs) in the back row, (laughs) because I want to know like what's going through their head and what their character storyline is. And, um, so I love when there's always action happening on stage and those, you know, those actors are always doing it. And then, um, We have Jennifer Johnson, who is uh, one of TBR's just MVPs. Uh, She's been at the theater for uh, years doing shows. She's uh, so hilarious. She's playing Madame Arcati, who is the kind of kooky uh, medium who Charles brings in to do some research for his book. Um, And she, you know, (laughs) inadvertently summons the spirit of his dead ex-wife. And she... She also adds another uh, another level to the show because um, she's not a high class uh, socialite like like the other like Charles and his wife are. Um, she's devoted her life to work that a lot of people don't quite believe in or understand, but that she feels very very passionate about. Um, and I think that she sometimes makes the uh, Charles and Ruth um, question a lot of things that they uh, find very important and. Um, you know, by, by showing them this, this spiritual realm, this, uh, this other astral plane, um, she kind of makes them question a lot of the things that they uh, do in their day-to-day life as, uh, people who care very much about their place in society. Mm. Um, it also examines, I think a lot of, um, you know, sort of class levels that we see today. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a maid, um, Edith, she's a new maid. Um, there's a joke that, uh, the, the previous maid had to um, go and get married because uh, she was starting to show. <laughs> so <laughs> they have a new maid, Edith. Um, and you know she's much more of a of a lower lower class like cockney girl in England. Um, and, and it's interesting to watch how she's treated um, at the beginning of the play versus, um, you know, I won't give anything away, but she, you know she gets very wrapped up in the in the drama of the show. And she actually becomes very important later on. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's really interesting to see how, uh, you know, people who are, you know, maybe more wealthy um, look at someone who is not. And then when they decide that that person has value for another reason, all of a sudden they're changing their story. And I think that still happens today.
0: Still happens today. Very true. So, um, Theater Baton Rouge, you guys have a gala coming up that sold out. Uh, also on your uh, calendar, I see you have some other shows coming up. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about uh, your, your, your up the rest of your roster for this uh, season?
1: Absolutely. So, uh, this past season was our 75th season. Um, right before COVID uh, hit, we had just announced this, um, you know, huge blockbuster 75th season that we were so excited about, and then that you know, that just had to be put on hold for a while. But so we're very, very excited to be doing our uh, 75th season Jubilee reunion at the gala on April 20. Uh, sorry, on um, May 23rd. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is sold out, but we do uh, galas pretty much every year. Um, and you can see uh, a lot of different performers. We always have different themes. There's food, drink, auctions. Um, it, it's a really, really good time. So we're excited for that. Um, and then also to uh, include in our 75th season celebration, on April 24th, we have our Jubilee Reunion at Independence Park, which uh, has been an invitation extended to any volunteers or staff who have participated at Theater Baton Rouge or what was previously Baton Rouge Little Theater in the past 75 years. Uh, so wow. it's going to be a fun day outside. Uh, everyone can bring their families. You know, there are going to be food, um, games you can throw a, a pie in Jenny Ballard Mayfield's face, which is going to be really exciting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then a lot of, uh, a lot of performances from people who have uh, graced the stage over the years. So I think that's going to be really, really fun. Um, and then to round out the rest of the season, we have uh, Tuesdays with Maury, which is uh, if you've ever seen the film or read the book is a, uh, a really heartwarming story about a, an elderly man with ALS. Um, That's happening at the end of May, May 28th through uh, May 30th. Mm -hmm. Um, That's directed by Bill Martin, and it's starring Jack Lampert and Travis Daigle. Uh, So I'm really excited about that one. And then um, in June, our young actors are going to be performing Shakespeare's Twelfth Night on the main stage, um, which have some really talented um, young actors, and it's actually set in the 80s. Uh, in the world of a John Hughes movie, I think similar to like the Breakfast Club. So wow. uh, I, I, uh, I, I think that'll be really interesting to watch uh, their interpretation of Shakespeare. Um, and then of course our summer camps, which we are excited to be able to bring back, um, you know, now that it's a little safer for everyone to gather. Um, we've got summer camps in May and June for kids who are in uh, grades one through five in the fall, Brandy Johnson is teaching creative dramatics for little ones uh, for the first two weeks of June. Um, And then for uh, students in grades six through 12, Beth Bordelon is teaching a musical theater camp um, June 14th through 15th. So those are really fun. The kids learn a lot about, um, learn a lot about theater and, you know, mounting a show and all the different aspects. And then they actually do a full performance. So uh, if anybody has, Um, kids or teenagers who um, need something, some way to express their creativity this summer. The summer camps are a really, really fun time.
0: And uh, where do they go to find out about those summer camps?
1: Uh, So you can go to the website, theaterbr.org, or call the box office, 225-924-6496, and they're always happy to talk your head off. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well that's awesome um and and for upcoming i guess uh upcoming auditions, do you guys have any uh auditions coming up if there are any uh budding actors and actresses out there or even directors who might be interested in uh in in working with you guys
1: absolutely so those uh those last two, those two shows are gonna round out this seventy fifth season, but we're gonna be announcing our seventy seventy sixth season uh very soon. There are always opportunities. We're always welcoming new people. Um, actually, one of the actresses in Bly Spirit, this is her uh, first time ever performing with Theatre Baton Rouge, so I love seeing new faces and being really charmed and surprised at an audition. Um, I, we definitely post them on the website um, when auditions are happening, but I find that the easiest way to stay the most updated is to follow Theatre Baton Rouge on Facebook or Instagram mm-hmm. um, because we'll always have audition notices, um, other volunteer opportunities, there are um, always calls for uh, directors, music directors, choreographers, stage managers, um, or even people who just want to get their feet wet and maybe, um, you know, w- work as part of the run crew backstage. Um, there are always, always opportunities for people. And Theatre Baton Rouge does a really, really great job of, uh, of, of welcoming new faces um, with every with everything that we do. So if anybody is interested in even possibly exploring the idea, um, I know Jenny and the staff or any of us would love to talk to them. So call in, um, write in, you know, email and there's, there's really something for everybody. And it's a, it's a great time. And it's a, it's a great place to kind of, uh, you know, find a a tribe or a chosen family. If you, um, you know, if, if that's something that you feel would enrich your life, I know it, I know I've made so many friends there. Um, and it's been really, really rewarding. So I would recommend, um, anybody reach out to Theater Baton Rouge or any of the performing arts groups in our area. Um, there's there's so much talent in Baton Rouge, and I think it's really underrated sometimes.
0: Thank you so much, Clay, for joining us today. And uh, we're looking forward to the show. And everybody, definitely go check out Blithe Spirit. It sounds like a great production. Um, and this is Chancellor Zero Skidmore uh, for the Arts Council and AC23. And I'll see you all at a show. Bye-bye.